Hey everybody, welcome to the Snapback Podcast, where I, your host Joshua the Chaplain, and our co-host Meg the Sabotage Slayer come together to help you get out of your own way. We coach you through the crazy chaos, slay through the shame, and we battle together to help you break every chain of self-sabotage. So be sure to like, follow, or subscribe so you can stay up to date on all things Snapback. All right, everybody, we are back with Snapback Podcast, all about vigorous and instant recovery. So Meg, the Sabotage Slayer, and I have been kind of walking you through this uh, step-by-step process, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Meg, it's been a couple weeks. You had an amazing couple weeks. You and Derek got to celebrate yeah. kind of your union finally with, after COVID and all that. So very cool pictures, look like a fun time, and yeah. you're just glowing. So that's Thank so you. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. We um, today are going to talk just about stewardship. So mm-hmm. the, just in all of my research on the topic, the, my favorite thing that I found was from Philippians. And it, it was Paul saying, basically, I am content no matter what. I'm not asking out of need. I'm content no matter what. I'm content when I have a little, content when I have a lot, happy when I have food to eat. I'm happy when I don't have food to eat. And I'm this way because... Of Jesus, basically. That's a really good paraphrase, but a mm-hmm. paraphrase. That's just a packed state. Like, if you break all of that down, right, we've got a whole lot of different topics that we can talk about on mm-hmm. that. So the first one, which is going to be kind of things that we, we all struggle with, no matter what step in the recovery process you are, is how we are content with what we have now, mm-hmm. which, according to you, is a part of good stewardship, right? Mm-hmm. So let's break that down. Well, I, I, I think it's helpful to mention... The shame, we talk about shame a lot, the shame that is behind feeling like you're not a good steward of whether or not it's a lot of times people will think of finances at first or money in general or uh, a steward of their time is a big one or a steward of their relationships or a steward of shopping or food or any anything. Mm-hmm. Anything could be something that you're a steward of. And when you feel shame that you're not doing a good job with it, it doesn't it doesn't inspire you to take more action. It actually does the exact opposite. And right. so we it's will not attracting yeah. more. It's not giving you're not really motivated yeah. to go out and do more because you're stuck in that concept of what I don't have right now. Yeah. And so, and we've kind of talked about this before, how it's better to kind of flip the script and to start looking for areas where maybe you are struggling to be a good steward of what you've been given. And actually, instead of just shoving it under the rug, like we've talked about before, actually just looking at it and that act of actually looking at it and identifying it is a huge act of bravery because that's a big first step. That's admitting it, right? And that's getting out of that rut. That's admitting it so that we can get out of this rut and then become better stewards yeah because more because that could be a way especially with finances where you're like man i'm terrible with money if you keep telling yourself you're terrible with money what do you think you're going to create you're going to be terrible with money for sure but if you recognize hey yeah this is such a good concept from the the secret is where Mm -hmm. i first learned about this right and they kind of tell it in a magical way that i think distracts a lot of people but then in um Think and Grow Rich with Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill. Yep. Really super good book. If you haven't read it, you should. But this this concept of like what we focus on, right? And then a man thinketh all of these books. They basically yep. are variations of telling the same thing, which is what we focus on. And so um, I instantly, when you were talking, started thinking about um, my like addiction, right? My recovery. So when I first got into the program, a big part of it, the program that I was in is sponsoring other men, right? Going and finding other addicts and sponsoring them, walking them through the process and 
Um, so there was a long time where I didn't do that and because I just didn't have enough time, right? Mm -hmm. There were other people who had more. I wanted more time. For some reason, I made up a number that I had to have, you know? And, uh, and then I remember my sponsor telling me that, you know, one day, like, this guy has no time. You have one day. So there's something to offer there. And that mm -hmm. just, like, kind of... Uh, bumper stickery type saying with that flip the flip my mindset of what I what I could do and so not even just like money like you were saying but in all aspects of our lives we all have these like things that we wish we were better at or we want more of and if we just focus on what we don't have and what we want more of we're stuck in what we currently have right now right and we're not able to like get past that so that's a really cool concept and an easy way to start changing right so if you're there and you're in that spot then how do we get out of it? Right? Mm -hmm. You've already explained it a little bit, but but how how do you do it when you find yourself in those moments of? Yeah, so I think that one of my default, um, I guess I don't even know if it's maybe it's a defense mechanism or just a default default thought um, is going to scarcity mindset. We're going to worst case scenario, and it's something that I know and I can tame it. But it's still sometimes there's even a level of shame with that because like, man, like yeah. I am like I there's so many things that I do to work on that. And it can still happen when stress arises. So something that I've personally been working on a lot this last month is looking for abundance. And it's been so fun. I was talking about this earlier, how it almost brings that childlike personality of yeah. like oh i found a rock so there's a worm like there's so, you know you look for those little things and when you that's what you're looking for you see more of it just like when you're really stuck in your head and you think that nothing's working and that you'll never be this you're going to find evidence for everything that's not working having the lack mindset yeah. not having what you want like it, literally what you think about is going to grow yeah. and multiply yeah i'm so guilty of that i get i've like it, something happens and I'm like, I don't have enough of this. And instantly I go to from, I don't have enough of this to, I don't have enough of, and then <laughs> I just start listing it all. Right. It's mm -hmm. everything that I don't have enough of, everything that I'm failing at, everything that I wish I had more. Right. And then, and that is, that's really burdensome. If I take all that on and I put all that weight on, it's pretty hard to function. It's pretty, pretty hard to move. Mm -hmm. Decisions become difficult. Right. So that's the rut, right? We get in that, but then we just compile all of these other things that have nothing to do with this one thing. And it's a, I, I do that early on when we, when Alyssa and I were starting to figure out a budget together and everything, something would happen, a flat tire or something, right, would come up and I would have to pay for that, which always hurt when I was, when, when money was tight, you know, that would always hurt. So I would, I would then spend the next like two days with our bank account, you know, draw and every purchase right mm -hmm. this three dollar purchase the 17 dollar purchase and start analyzing well if i wouldn't have done this this and this and then that tire would have been no big deal to me and like that rut right that thing just mm -hmm. kept me to where basically at the end of the month my balance was the same and that tire was still a burden and that happened for a long long time yeah. until i started just making different i looked at it differently right mm -hmm. which is kind of when we first started talking the second point you made and that's kind of the accountability of being able to move past that 
we we do this step of realizing what we're doing and keeping ourselves down so that we can move forward and start to have other things right Mm -hmm. and and that's really the second part of paul's thing which is i have i'm happy when i have everything Mm -hmm. which sounds so simple but if you really break that down right Mm -hmm. and we go back to shame because those things are tied to both of these um it can be hard right it can be hard to be happy when we have everything so Mm -hmm. let's break that concept down for us when you may uh, if you were to be given what you have like that big goal in your head and God's like, hey, I want you to steward this. But you're struggling with like the a tenth of what he's about to give you. He's doing it as a way of protecting you. Because you have to be able to steward the small things first until he gives you more. And I think sometimes it's that scarcity, like what was me mentality that we get trapped in. That we can't see our way out of. But when you can actually just start to do the little things that you know you should be in quotations doing with what you're given now that then you're going to be blessed with more and more and more. But if you can't do, and I I don't even like saying you can't, you're not there yet. Like, Hey, work through me, help me. Let me put my pride aside. Let me put that shame aside and actually like take accountability for what it is that I'm not that great at right now and send me the resources to help me get better at this. For sure. Because a lot of times what I've seen in people I work with or even myself is when there is an area of shame in an area of your life that's not going the way that you want it's easy er <laughs> to place blame on other people or on the things For and sure. then the victim mentality yeah you click right back to that victim mindset yep. Yep. you're 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 doing you're placing blame on other things when you know deep down it's a level of shame that you have to address yourself yeah there's probably an action that you're going to have to take that you know you're going to have to take but you don't want to so it's easier right now (laughs) throw it over here and then you know stand still for a second which is which is dangerous this is a the really cool thing about this being episode 10 is that i think that anyone who comes from a a part of pain right whether it's like self-image it's addiction it's whatever you've done right to be listening to this episode to be going Mm -hmm. through these steps right um and as you're growing and you're becoming this new human being and you're being, you know, you're being becoming elevated and you're growing that 1% every day, you're going to get to a point of success, some, some sort of success, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that is to you. And, um, and for me, that was really, really hard when I reached that level because there was so much guilt attached to what I had done and what, Mm -hmm. who I was, right? I still hadn't made amends with that person. So it was hard for me to accept the things. And then when I did get it, I felt super guilty. I gave it all away. Right. (laughs) And so there was this whole like period where I, I could have been growing a business and nonprofit and all of this stuff, but because I didn't feel I wasn't able to be happy with having it all, right? I gave it all, I lost it all, you know? And so I got to this point. So there's a point where we're healing, where we're going to start hitting these milestones, but we're still in that mindset of like our old selves where like, I am just, an, I'm just a, an addict, right? And mm-hmm. that's like my thing, Alyssa hates it, but I'm always like, I'm just a dirty, like little troll, you know? I'm just a, cause that's what's what I imagine the mm-hmm. homeless alcoholic under the bridge that I used to be, you mm-hmm. know? And so that mindset, it's really hard for me to think that that, that alcoholic troll guy could ever achieve anything today. Mm -hmm. So when I do, there's, it's so hard to accept it. And what happens, I mean, break, tell me what happens when we get into that mindset, right? We're, we're stopping the blessings, but then also we can't grow and just, how do we get out of that? This, this this made me just think of this while you were saying it It is probably why I'm smirking a little bit, but you know, the game we played as kids, like the hot potato, 
I feel like you're like, please, just God, give me this stuff. And then God throws you a potato. You're like, uh-uh, <laughs> you yeah. throw it back. Like, God, <laughs> do don't, do trust, don't trust me with this. Mm-hmm. And so it really, it has to be a deep-seated trust with yourself to believe that you are worthy, that you aren't your past, that you you will figure it out. You do have a deeper strength inside of you that was given to you that you have to receive in order to handle it. And, and just starting with the smallest little things. We've talked about the power behind that. And then building on that. But if you constantly look at all the things that aren't going your way, and it's like fire over here, fire over here, fire over here, and it's going to stop you in your tracks. So it's like taking that one little thing and just working at that and then building on that. And again, it's easier said than done. We'll give you grace. It's kind of a, it's like living, living in today with the future mindset, which sounds kind of backwards, but you know, Mm -hmm. it can happen. So I like, though, too, that kind of, I mean, I I don't like, but it's cool that we're talking about in society, we kind of have this mindset when Paul says, I'm happy when I'm full and have everything, and I'm I'm also happy when I'm hungry. We have this mindset that we're kind of only allowed to have one or the other, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we are, there are successful people, and there are unsuccessful, there are fed people, there are unfed people, and that's it. And the reality of life, right, is no matter what track you're on or how good you're going, there are going to be moments, right, of these these dips that are going to be successful times and we all stumble, we all fall on hardships, viruses, you know, pandemics mm-hmm. hit, all of those things come. So uh, let's talk about why it's important. Um, I think you brought this up when we were talking earlier to be a good steward now so that when, you know, tough times come or so that when that, that mindset of contentment that Paul talks about. Yeah, it's more about just making sure that you're prepared because it's not always going to be abundance is flowing in you can have an abundant mindset but as far as there may be things where let's say money gets tight or the world is going through what it's doing right now and you don't know maybe maybe a job is let go of or something happens so it's it's not being reckless it's being that steward and making sure that you are preparing yourself for those tough times and it's a steward of your mind too. It's not just actual physical resources. It's making sure that you can work with your mind, steward that so that you can do all the other things too. And it doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect mind Mm -hmm. that never goes haywire. (laughs) You know, it's like bringing it back to where you feel like you are acting from a place of love versus a place of fear. For sure. And it comes to that, like, that concept that it's it was given to us, right? Like we understand that God gave us everything that we have, the money and the resources that mm-hmm. we have at our disposal were given to us so that we can steward for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the garden, like we were put here to work the garden to, you know, for beauty. So it's that, that mindset that when we get abundance, right? It's not just about celebrating the abundance or getting over the shame of having it or being okay with it, but it's like, what are we supposed to do with this mm-hmm. to to make sure that we're living out our purpose and our, our function? Well, something made me just think of that. Like, so a big piece of becoming a great steward and whatever it is you're trying to go after is finding out what those distractions are and I was telling Josh earlier, I feel like I'm in a season of pruning mm-hmm. and pruning is hard. <laughs> you know, whether or not it's, it's people that are distractions or people from your past or past situations or things that you feel like you could have done differently, anything that can come up, um, needs to be pruned. If you're going to cre- continue to create fruit, I don't think enough times people talk about how 
much of an enduring process that is, how much of a humbling process that is. But when you do surrender to the fact that this is going to make you better. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to that also mindset of like how you how you're approaching it with your thoughts, right? Like I'm this horrible person who needs help or yeah. I'm a growing human being learning these new skills to be better, to help better, to serve better, right? Mm-hmm. And so like if I'm approaching it with I'm just this troll, right? And then that might it's going to be really hard for me to grow, to learn, to be able to get out of that because I'm I'm approaching it with this mindset of like I'm not good enough, so I have to work harder instead of this I'm this awesome human being who can become better and better, right? With mm-hmm. these taking the right steps with this 1% growth. So that's pretty cool. What I like uh, when we talked earlier too, you mentioned a little bit about this goes back to our why, right? Mm-hmm. Like why our purpose, like and, um, who we are and what we do and, and why we're here, what we're here for. And so being a good steward is really not only for us, right? But it allows us to be able to bless others, to help others, to, to do podcasts, work mm-hmm. in, in food pantries and work with the homeless like we do. So talk a little bit about that. So I think I'll use that example that I, I shared with you earlier. I was... Um, asked to be at this fundraising event and by someone that we've met recently at the church who's just amazing or at at the gym who's amazing and they were trying to raise money for our ymca and we're in this room people are you know donating different amounts and then all of a sudden this man that was just by himself he was probably 80 years old just donated twenty thousand dollars and it wasn't a showy thing. You know, sometimes I no. think when people in our heads, this is something that you have to figure yeah. out where you're at, but you think, oh, they, you know, they just had all this money and you just donated it all. It was just so beautiful to see what that was going to do when they were explaining what all it was going to provide. And I think that that's a bigger why, too. There's, there's a bigger why if you do want to give to make sure that you all are set as your mm-hmm. family so that then, in your mindsets and, and everything, so that then you can go out and bless and whatever that looks like. But it was such a beautiful thing because it wasn't showy. Mm. Um, I think he probably would have done it through the app if he would have known how to use the <laughs> app, you know. But And that's what a lot of people were doing too. But it just, it does. It makes you think about the bigger why. Like you're doing, it's what you're doing and those day-to-day frustrations that sometimes come up are nothing in comparison to what you're going to be able to do. Which kind of helped you not re-motivate, but help fine-tune that motivation yeah. of like, this is why I'm a good steward. This is why we're making these sacrifices while I'm not buying that, while I'm not doing this or make, you know, wasting time on this or whatever it is. So, Well, even that, I think sometimes that's a misconception too. You can still have in your life and give. For sure. Like it's not one yeah. or the other. Like it, there's an and there. And so I think that that's something else to really take into consideration too, because I think it does get into the extreme either sides for sure which i think you've yeah. kind of talked about that a little bit too yeah. and you and you have to be that way i mean like everything is gray and anytime we make a black or white statement you, like you have to understand that there's some wiggle room in there those are like defining outlines that we should live by and then find your bliss kind of mm-hmm. in there but um yeah i mean that's my motivation too i just like you on a little bit smaller level but you know i see people just like leave hundred dollar tips these secret Santas that go around the mall and just mm-hmm. hand like single moms hundred dollars or hear stories about people, you know, moms pushing all their kids school supplies up and then the guy behind them just covering it. I'm going to tear up just, mm-hmm. you know, those videos just always make me. And it's like, 
I just, I want to do that. I want to be able to do that so badly. Right. So there's kind of like two ways I can do that. I can go make a hundred dollars and give it to a server right now, Mm -hmm. or I can take the hundred dollars that God's blessed me with the money that I have coming in with my skills that that he's blessed me with, use them correctly to make an income, to invest that income correctly, to Mm -hmm. then turn that investment into blessings for other people. And so that is a really, that's something that was really hard for me to learn. I mean, our producer, you know, Josh, I talked about him being my mentor a lot and, I'd say the majority of our mentorship has been about me getting out of the way of making money Mm -hmm. because it's such a, I just had so much shame. I just Mm -hmm. so hard for me to charge someone. It was so hard for me to keep money knowing that other people needed it, you know? And and then this concept of if I give it all away now, I have not, you know, I have nothing and I can't help. And um, so it just took me forever to really understand that stewardship is not only this like level of contentment that we mm-hmm. feel and during the ups and downs, right? But this actual job mentally, sometimes in, in action, but a lot mentally that we're doing to mind what's ours, to be grateful for it and to cultivate it like a garden and turn it into more, right? So mm-hmm. we have this little seed that we were given and we can just eat it right away or we can plant it, nourish it, grow it, and then give it away freely. And that's really... Um, What's so awesome about this concept of stewardship is if you go through all the steps of being content with not having very much and realizing, looking at what you have, being grateful for that, and then getting over the shame of of having abundance and being okay with that and realizing that you deserve that and you're okay with that, and then being able to cultivate that into blessings for other people. Mm -hmm. And that's really the whole kind of, I think, spectrum of that verse of what Paul was saying, and it's really exciting to be able to go through that. So let's talk about just the real life you know this has all been a really good conversation i think we've made really good points but let's talk about real life application to this people who are out there we have a few more minutes left so if someone is struggling right whatever the reason is because we come up with so many i have a dead-end job and i can't do this or i can't do that so what's the first step i don't have enough money i don't have enough clients as a coach i don't have enough days of sobriety to help somebody else whatever it is because it's it's all the same thing right Mm -hmm. so what if, if i'm coming to you and I tell you that, what's the first thing that I do? What's the first thing you tell me? I think we've said this before, or maybe I've said it before. I don't know. It's something that's been really powerful. <laughs> Recovery <laughs> is repetition. Yes. So we're going it's, to say It's that. really powerful, but you have a choice in how you think about that. Like, think how close you could be to that miracle. Like, if you were literally just like the, the book, Three Feet from, Go- from Gold, yeah. you literally are so close and you're complaining right now that you don't have this many clients or you don't have the job that pays this amount of money. How, if you were this close, can you be grateful right now? Because that is a choice. For sure. And so I think that's one of the first bigger steps I would say is, is realizing that's a choice. The first time I applied this in life, like really applied it was uh, when I was serving at like a Chili's, just trying to get back up on my feet Mm -hmm. and get my life together again. I was serving at a Chili's and so you're living off tips 20 you know you're you're shooting for that 20 percent. you're living off tips mm-hmm. it's not a lot of money but i remember going through and i'm reading that three feet from gold and think and grow rich and a week i remember just deliberately ever no matter what somebody left as a tip because back then it was cash tips and you know so i would usually it'd be two or three dollars on the table that i would take and stuff in mm-hmm. my apron and I just remember intentionally taking that dollar or two and just saying thank you. Just being really mm-hmm. grateful. Thank you so much for this dollar. Thank you. Whatever it was. And it it was I I feel like I could have stayed and made a career, a really healthy living off mm-hmm. of being well, off of what was just one or two dollars at a time that turned into be it got me back on my feet and really grew who I am. And I do it on the side. I go I did a 
bartended a wedding this weekend because mm-hmm. it was just crazy money and yeah. I can do it now, you know. But it was that concept of just like being really grateful for a dollar, which sounds so absurd. And in that moment where I really needed like 120 to keep the electricity on today, mm-hmm. you know, I needed yeah. that from this shift. And that's just <laughs> how some servers live. Mm-hmm. It's, but I remember just like being desperate for that 120 and it never coming. And then the mind shift of being so grateful for a dollar and then not really having to worry about the electric being turned right. off after that, you know? Well, this made me think of this, like one of my coaches, when she was really early on in her practice, um, she really struggled with money, like really, really struggled. And she grew up with nothing and, and stuff. And so something that she worked on, cause you had mentioned like, you know, if you don't have the funds or whatever yet was saying that money comes to me easily or whatever. And I thought it made me laugh for a second because when you were saying that, she said if, if she felt saw a penny on the ground, she's like, money comes to me easily. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, it's that that um, mentality of abundance. Like you could either be like, ah, I don't need that penny versus, oh, my gosh, like it comes to me so easily. Yeah. And you get into that mind state in whatever it is. Like it, you want to take example for relationships. You can be like, I stink at relationships all men are dogs, (laughs) you know, say stuff like that over and over again. You're, you're going to believe that versus, you know what? You're pretty much going to find dogs. Like, right. If I, if women are evil and just, just want to use me, then I'm only going to find women who want to use me. That's pretty much what I'm going to find because all of the amazing women that I have potentially great life with are all there. Mm -hmm. Right. But because I'm in this mindset, I have these blinders on. That's all I'm going to find. That's all I'm going to, you know, engage with basically so so it's like looking for more abundant serving thoughts versus the ones that are not productive (laughs) at all for sure and just kind of not sweating it is a part of it you know i Mm -hmm. mean life can life is hard and there's going to be tight tight times you know uh this requires a little bit of faith you know Mm -hmm. we know that we 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 have a creator that loves us very much and wants us to be okay you know Mm -hmm. and so just having that in those moments when it's really tight can help change that mindset because man when when you have to decide right between tire or electricity or whatever those things are you Mm -hmm. know um i'm just i've lived so broke that i know there's just so many people out there who are deciding right now these really tough decisions Mm -hmm. and and a lot of them are going to surround finances but in that it's really easy to shift and go back to that mindset no matter how strong you are if you're a coach no matter all of us right it's really easy to just shift back in that mindset so the first thing I, I always try to do is remember that I do have a creator that loves me mm-hmm. and wants me to do well, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, that, that helps my mindset look towards the penny as a blessing as opposed to the bill as a, yeah. as a burden, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, we've got like one minute left, Meg. So is there anything else in this topic that you want to talk about? I mentioned this to you earlier because it was something that I had heard that I thought was so amazing. And security and safety is something that is one of our like basic high hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't feel like you have those things, it's going to be harder to grow. At the big conference, I had heard this person's just doing amazing things say, it's safe to be successful. And that doesn't mean like a monetary, doesn't mean, you know, uh, reaching different ranks and stuff. It's just like we get so scared of being cast out or rejected or left out on either extremes, whether you don't have enough or you have an abundance. But since we've really talked about being great stewards with little, what happens when you have abundance? It's safe to have that because you know in your heart you're going to do good deeds with that and you're going to be a good steward of that and you're going to be able to bless more people. So to me, that was really like, wow, that's a... 
And so, like, psychology, guy. sociology, right? We have the food and shelter, mm-hmm. those basic things that we need to survive. And so when, when those needs aren't met, it makes it nearly impossible to do anything, to go up the chart, to do mm-hmm. anything else in life, to grow, to exceed, to excel, or anything. And so yeah. that's telling us, basically, right, that when we have those things met and we can kind of put some of them back, maybe, mm-hmm. we have this abundance. So when tough times come, food isn't a worry, right? These basic things that we need aren't a worry. That allows us to continue growing as people and as individuals, but then allows us to give, to grow. We did that, you know, with the pandemic last year and just everything happening on the shelves right now. um, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy at all, but I just wasn't prepared the first time and I want to be, right? Mm So I'm seeing all the prices of food go up and I'm seeing all the supermarkets have less and less food on the shelves and then just everything that's in the news. We just made the decision that we were going to buy three months, right? We stocked up for all of winter Mm -hmm. and we have three months worth of stuff and we like put shelves like we have this whole thing and it's kind of absurd if you're like not but you're a worry work right and my hope my prayer for that every day is that in february because my goal was like let's just get through february and see where we're at and so we stocked up till february my goal every day and i told the kids this the second we started doing it you know is that in february we get to just load all this up and donate it mm-hmm. you know it's all stuff that doesn't go bad for years you mm-hmm. know so it'll still be good and that's my hope is that I just get to drop, just roll up and just bless a shelter or somebody with this, mm-hmm. with all of this food. Um, but if something goes wrong, right, we have that. And for at least the winter, we, we don't have to worry about that, those basic needs. And mm-hmm. so that that's really just a cool, say it again, because I keep messing up. It's safe to be successful. Safe to be successful. Yeah. Which is so, oh, it's so deep. I mean, it really sounds like it's easy to blow that off and say that's a cool sentence. But if you really break that down, right. And we have so much biblical knowledge, like Old Testament, you know, mm-hmm. just the seven years. We have so many, so much evidence that this is how we should do it. So um, not we've got so many aspects of stewardship. It's crazy. That one word, when you first suggested this as an episode, right, stewardship, I was thinking kind of biblically, a few mm-hmm. scriptures that mention it. And from the chaplain, you know, mindset, I'm like breaking that down. But then the more and more we talk about it, even now, like we talked this morning mm-hmm. and even now that we're talking, there's just so many different avenues of the stewardship. So it's really just a vital part of functioning, right? And yeah. a really good spot if you've gone through acceptance and gotten out of the rut and done forgiveness and set healthy boundaries. Now you're at a spot where you're going to start seeing success. Mm-hmm. And so what you do with that success is really the next thing that determines your future, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, until next time, let's like live for today with that future mindset, right? Yeah. And if anyone's struggling, we've got all kinds of information on the podcast below. We've got your links to your Facebook group, your website, and a little course that you've put together. Mm-hmm. There's links for me. There's the, the hotline number if you want to call uh, Joshua Barrett Coaching. And there's your website. So you can find us, basically. Yeah. We do have info at snapbackpodcast.com. So what I really like is if anybody listening wants to like, ask questions, um, coming up, maybe me, you and I can do like an answer the guest questions or something. Yeah. So um, info at snapbackpodcast.com. Until then, go we love.